So I think there's a couple things in my head of like why it's important and why I'm an advocate for all of you who are listening to really kind of step into this space a little bit. First one being, that's where the masses are. All of our patients, all of these people, everyone is on these platforms. And I think it's really important for us to have a presence there. And I've seen so many amazing providers really growing through this past year and embracing the idea that really was sparked through quote unquote COVID times. And I think it's great. Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I am a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And sitting across from me is my extra salty co-host. You could have said old because I'm sitting here with my leg propped up. Mm, you are. You're looking very fabulous right now. dancing because mm-hmm. I'm a grandma. Anyways, I am Sam. I am a flight nurse, college professor, podcaster, powerlifter, and co-host of The Selfie show and today we are talking off the clock about how to just do the damn thing get it done do it just do the damn thing yes please it's gonna be a good episode this is like honestly Tori's time to shine because she is the queen of doing the damn thing that's the whole reason we're here yeah we wouldn't even be here having this podcast if Tori didn't just do the damn thing well I suckered you into it yeah I'm a big fan of this um no it's you know, just something in my head. I'm like, just put your blinders on. Just do it. We're going to get into all the deets. We're going to be talking social media, content creation, getting into modern day, modernizing healthcare, bringing us up to speed, having fun with it and doing the damn thing. Because honestly, life's too short not to. So we're going to have some fun today. Yes. Starting it off with what's your tip of the week? Okay, so this is not new, I know, but it's something that um, I think that has literally helped us revolutionize our bedroom. I've talked about this so many times, but I've never actually given it as a specific tip of the week. But I'm a big fan of this, you guys. Switch out those light bulbs for red light. Okay. I swear. If it you is can sell me on it, then you can sell our listeners on okay, it. Okay, so Tell here's me the thing. Your bedroom is meant for sleep and sex. Then why do you have a TV in there, Victoria? Okay, let's, we're doing one thing <laughs> at a time here, Miss Samantha. Samantha does perfect. not have a TV in her bedroom. Yeah, but you don't have red light. Okay, there but I go. have sleep. We're going to really optimize. Our- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to help optimize that part of your life. Okay, but here's the thing. Also, we have a salt rock lamp. And I'm obsessed with yeah, that too. Yeah, okay. Go over the benefits because I'm not sold. So but the whole thing with Salt Rock is it's a lot about energy. There, that's There's that. It has to do with ions and all things. But really to me, it's about setting the mood. And so I love it when we go into our bedroom truly. Now I go into the mindset of it's optimizing my sleep and optimizing our sex. So I love it. This was a tip. Actually, Ben Greenfield did this. Do you have um, the red lights on when you have sex? Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me of some like red light district Amsterdam shit. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Sex up your room a little bit. So at night, we turn on the red light instead of having white light there. And it just kind of sets the mood for your bedroom. I absolutely love it. It's Does your body look better in red light? Oh, girl, it's fabulous. It's just getting... Now I'm sold. It hits all the right angles. (laughs) It's getting all the... Say less. Yeah, absolutely. Say less. Um, But I just think it's, it's definitely something that I think has helped us a lot. And it's just... It's fun. It really does spice up your sex life too. It's kind of fun in that way. So I'm a big fan. Switch out those light bulbs. You can get them on Amazon. I okay, if you're not having sex, what's the benefit of like a red light? Um, okay, so it has to do with allowing your eyes to decompress at night okay. instead of having the blue light. The red light, it's sort of like the idea of looking into it. You know, when you look into a fire mm-hmm. at night and the embers and you're just kind of, it slows 
has to do with like the retina and how it hits your eyes and it's teaching your eyes that you're ready getting ready for sleep so or like looking at a sunset you know the 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 tones of the sunset just start kind of bringing it down so that's the whole idea is I keep getting this sunset light on TikTok that's like a targeted ad because I think they know they know they know me god they always know that looks kind of cool yeah I'm here for that too Hmm. yeah so switch out those light bulbs guys or get yourself a salt rock lamp you know something fun that seems sus okay anyway here we go (laughs) what is your tip this week miss samantha be present in the fucking moment pardon my french but Mm. put down your fucking phone while you're watching fireworks Uh, we just came off the fourth of july we did honestly i'm not gonna lie i used to be one of those oh we all were i'm not hating on i did it i have posted an entire concert to my story Remember when I went to Garth Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> that thing was up there for <laughs> yeah. everyone. Um, Fireworks shows, like events like that. No one really gives a shit to watch it on your story, to right. be honest. But you're actually missing out on just living in the moment and being with the people there. During the fireworks show, I was watching my niece and nephew watch the fireworks. And that, to me, was better than the fireworks show. Just seeing their, like, pure joy and happiness. And I would have been missing out on that if I just had my phone out trying to get some Instagram shot of a firework where you've all seen it. You were all watching the same damn fireworks show all over the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just put your phone down. Live in the moment. And that's coming from me, who's a social media whore. Yeah. So if I can do it, we there's a time and a place, right? There's a time and a place. I think I'm actually getting better about when to... Yes, share my life and like overindulge on social media. Yeah. And when to just be like, no, I'm going to live in the moment and step away. Well, it's a huge balance too, I Mm -hmm. think, especially because for Sam and I, I mean, okay, when you jump into social media, a lot of us, we jumped in super head hard. You know, you want to record everything. You want to get all those pictures. You want to do all those things. But there is a time and a place. And that has been a big game changer for, we've talked about that here, you and I both about you know, where's the cutoff? Like, when do you turn it off? When do you allow yourself to just sort of tune out and, you know, be present? It's funny that you say that too, because we watch fireworks on our roof with my family. How fun. We had a crazy family weekend. Sam knows this. And I shared a little bit over the social media this last weekend. And it was just so much fun to kind of tune out. I 100% agree. And just appreciate the moment with them and not feel the pressure to have to record it. Yeah. And I feel like the people around you genuinely appreciate you being present with them as well yeah yeah 100 percent. i think this is great just enjoy the moment with your family and your friends which is kind of maybe an unpopular opinion but we're gonna give you an even better unpopular opinion today (laughs) let's get into this one this is a good unpopular opinion here we go all right we are healthcare providers Mm -hmm. we save lives we give a lot of ourselves we take care of others We have a sick, dark, twisted humor. Absolutely. And it's not always well understood by other people. Yeah, I I agree. We just have some really sick humor. We experience things, and I think we've kind of talked about in our relationship episode, some of the micro traumas that we experience as healthcare providers, and you have to find a way to cope. And a lot of ours is with a sick sense of humor, and those jokes aren't funny to, I guess, people who aren't in it, but there is always those Karens yeah in healthcare too that are like that's inappropriate and it's not funny it's like don't tell me what's funny right it's fucking funny absolutely and we know what you're talking about there's very there's the specific meme accounts out there that we all love that we're yes. all following we're obsessed with but there are those few karens who and come they for have them to be private yes because they always get reported and get taken down and stuff and it's like 
If you don't, one, stop being a buzzkill. If you don't think something's funny. <laughs> don't follow it. Unfollow. Yes. And keep it moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You actually take the time to report an account for an unfunny meme. Yeah. That's... You are the worst type of person to be at a party. No, with. or you need to get busy. You need to get busy and go go do something. Yeah. Like, come on now. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Also, like, don't no. talk to me at a party because you're probably a fun suck you're a buzzkill no we all know those and yeah first of all stop reporting them because they're freaking hysterical and we all we love them also you said this earlier unpopular opinion some of them are not dark enough some yeah of these, they I, are not- I need i need you memers to yeah. step it up i want more dark humor i want more twisted i want more death yeah. <laughs> but Dying. really it's it is our way to cope and it's funny and it's like one of those things where sometimes if you don't live it you don't get it but I don't know it's just yeah who are you to decide what's don't be the fun police it's always fun I love them when you can just you just read it and I don't know how it is but all these memers somehow capture something where everybody gets it you know what I mean if you're in healthcare and you work in healthcare they pick these topics or these things where you just look at it you're like oh my god I've totally been there I just had that yesterday say we don't like our patients but no. Some of our patients suck. Yeah. It's not like... And we get jaded. Yes. And it's just Facts. funny. Yeah. And I don't know. We cope with humor, okay? We're dark. There's nothing wrong with that. We're dark. Everyone okay. thinks nurses are so angelic. We mm, are dark. False. We are sick. False. We have sick thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Unpopular opinion. We have sick thoughts for sure. All right. I want to get into it with you Tori a little bit I feel like you're gonna take the reins on this episode because whether she wants to admit it or not she's pretty humble this girl put herself out there out of nowhere and built up this blog this following and this podcast literally from the ground up without any help scratch by herself so I don't think there's anyone better to kind of talk about this topic then Miss Victoria Meskin. <laughs> Thank you. But today, um, tell them what we're gonna deep dive into. We've been wanting, we've been wanting to do an episode like this for a while, just because Sam and I both. I would say I credit you too for being a huge driver with me. It's so fun to have a, a partner who's in this with me now, and getting into specifics on this episode with branding, social media content creation. And honestly, the why behind we're, why we're doing this, and why I think we think it is so important to get into this. And something that I think is really interesting, I was listening to another podcast about this, about the the idea that we're kind of the last industry in my head, the medical or one of the last industries to really top, tap into social media and content creation. I mean, think about it. We have athletes, musicians, actors, artists, the food industry, pop stars, social media content creators. And now finally, we're starting to see the medical industry really step its game up and really get into this space. But I think the really important part of this is being why. Why is this so important? So I think there's a couple things in my head of like why it's important and why I'm an advocate for all of you who are listening to really kind of step into this space a little bit. First one being that's where the masses are. All of our patients, all of these people, everyone is on these platforms, podcasts, digital media, Instagram, TikTok. This is where the people are. And I think it's really important for us to have a presence there. I mean, what do you think about this? Brings people together that would have never otherwise found each other. Mm-hmm. I've met so many Instagram friends that are now like real life friends. And yeah. I know you have as well through this industry or this 
world. And Mm -hmm. I think it brings people together. And I think even being on the other side as a patient, you're able to connect with other people who have diagnoses. You're able to actually get better information. I think so many people don't realize as in the patient perspective that they have options. Yes. And it's just like, well, my doctor told me to do this. And then that's what I did. But now they're actually getting to see, okay, well, I see this doctor on Instagram posting about this diagnosis or these treatment options. And now that's something I want to go ask my doctor about. Right. And maybe I need want to find a new doctor. And it's just giving them access to information they might not have discovered without this world. And social media gets shit on big time. And there's a lot of negative connotations with social media. But I think we always talk about how it can be used as an empowering tool. It can empower other healthcare providers to connect with each other, network, and have better access to information, but your patients as well. Absolutely. And something as an extension to that, and my point number two with this, is actually battling bad information. I mm-hmm. mean, I know point in case, first first point in case being during COVID, right? I think so many healthcare providers were starting to see misinformation coming out. And so they were connecting with other providers and start providing actual information, good information, evidence-based research, all of these things together. And I think that's a big thing, you know, here is we... Although there's a lot of misinformation happening and that's, I don't, in my humble opinion, that's not going to stop, right? So the only way to do that is to battle it with good information Mm -hmm. and to start having a presence and to start putting it out there. And I've seen so many amazing providers really growing through this past year and embracing the idea that I think that really was sparked through quote unquote COVID times, right? I think it really sparked a huge thing in us. And I think it's great. It was the rise of social media in the healthcare space, I Mm -hmm. feel. Yeah. Uh, And then the next thing being, I think truly the idea of personal branding and having some sort of space in the digital in the digital media, whether that's Instagram or LinkedIn or Pinterest or having a blog or any kind of that is really an insurance policy. And we're going to kind of go into that a little bit. But what am I getting at is there are so many things happening here in the social media space that are extending into why it's so important for healthcare providers to have that presence. So in my head, I go to, let's say you're someone who wants to become a nurse practitioner to get into aesthetics. Your insurance policy is going to be your branding Mm -hmm. out on social media. If you want to write a book, having some sort of presence is really important, whether that's LinkedIn or having some access. If you want to be featured in media or maybe become a keynote speaker for a conference, let's say you want to open a practice, you're a dentist, you know, these are all big things. And it's really important to start having that branding or who you are and having that presence and showing people who you are, because that's the first thing that people go to is online, whether that's a social media platform or whether it's just traditional, you know, you're just talking webs, blogs, Uh, websites, whatever it may be. I think it's just really important to start thinking about that and having that as your backup insurance policy. Absolutely. That's, I mean, when I got plastic surgery, that was the first thing I did was, okay, Yelp, Schmelp. Right. Like, I don't care what these written words, like Mm -hmm. that anyone could, no, I want to go and see absolutely your work see what you're about right and referrals is one thing right so you get a referral from someone and a friend recommends something but of course you're going to go to that social media Mm -hmm. you're going to go to their site and say what is it I want to see what what it is they're talking about it's like your portfolio right that's like a direct reflection and I think we really understate that kind of importance within the medical field and I think it's because you know we're in this field where we're supposed to be modest or we're supposed to be professional we're supposed to be this certain way (laughs) right (laughs) And we're sorry, that was an obnoxious noise, but that (laughs) aggravates the shit out of me. Yeah. 
We're supposed we to be a certain humans. way. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting because I truly feel it adds an extra layer when you're able to see the person, the provider, when you're uh, when you're able to connect with them in a different way. And that's part of the branding. It's part of the process. And I think it's a full encompassing idea. And obviously, I just I'm very passionate about bringing this to you guys and really encouraging you to kind of tap into whatever it is that you want to have here in the digital space. I'm a big believer in just do the damn thing. Start it. Start it. Do it. On that note, can I ask you, what was your inspiration when you even started your Instagram? So initially, it was lifestyle. I was sort of doing just kind of fun. This is right around our wedding. And I was just sort of starting to post some fun things. And then for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I caught on to the idea of wanting to promote things that I really love, like tips of things that I liked. And so I started kind of evolving into, oh, well, I like this vanity brush. So let me just do a giveaway with it. And I sponsored it. A lot of the early things that I did, I would buy the product Mm -hmm. and then I would send it directly to these people. I would just kind of start doing that. So that's kind of how it started. And then it evolved slowly into NICU. I started posting about some NICU things after discovering that there were other medical bloggers out there. And... When I started posting about those things, I had so many questions from people about how to do this, how to get into it, you know, over and over and over and all these similar questions, which actually forced my hand to create the blog because I literally needed something. I needed a landing platform where I could send someone to it and just say, here's all my answers. Here's all the resources. Here's all the tips, the tricks compiled in one place. So um, I took probably a solid three months of putting this blog together. And initially, to be honest, it was horrible. (laughs) It was just, it was awful, you guys. It was, I was learning the platform. I didn't know how to put things together. What I originally would do actually was copy and paste these little mini blogs of of the Instagram post and I would put it into the blog and that would be the blog. And I just, I didn't understand the platform. I didn't understand, you know, why, you know, how things were happening. And so it took me time to really understand and evolve. And, you know, a lot of lessons learned with that. Um, Not only that, having to take the time to learn the blog, but it was horrible in the beginning. It wasn't good. I started this in 2017. It wasn't good. So I have like two points on that. One, I didn't even know medical bloggers were a thing until you actually started doing that. Right. And two, as someone who's kind of seen you, pre-nurse Tori Mm -hmm. and now obviously living full nurse Tori life. I kind of want you to just give a little insight to everyone what it was like just doing the damn thing and literally putting yourself out there and starting it. Yeah. When I know that everyone was kind of like, what the fuck is she doing? Totally. And like, you're going to have doubters (laughs) and how you just honestly, you didn't give a shit. Mm -mm. You saw the vision you had for yourself and you're like, Okay, you can like laugh at me or kind of poke fun or even just kind of roll your eyes and be like, what is she trying to be like Insta famous or whatever? And you never you like literally let that roll right off your back and just said, I'm doing it and I'm putting myself out there and I don't care what people think. And now look at you. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, okay, I'll say this too. You know, where I'm at right now, I would consider myself still in the micro influencer situation, meaning I don't I know where I'm at. I'm still not nearly where anyone we're not blue check verified right no (laughs) self-aware right self-aware I'm self-aware as fuck over here but I will say this um 
yeah, kind of like what you're saying. I put the blinders on. I And he, the other piece of this was, I think when I started it, I knew what my purpose was. And it was exactly to put out good information mm-hmm. or it was to put out resources. And I somehow knew that in order for people to want to see it or want to know it or even want to invest into the time to look at the blog, there's a story, right? People want to know who you are. I think that's the biggest thing about branding right now and understanding that is people want to know the person behind the brand or in front of the brand. Mm -hmm. They want to know who it is. And so I think, and for me, it was just so fun to start sharing little life tips, kind of start you know, easing my way into that and then creating something where I knew it was but a, a professional but fun blog where I could be like, these are all my answers. And since then it's grown. But yeah, you, blinders on. I just didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't care what anybody said. I was just like doing it. I'm going to do it. And this is the mark I want to leave. I want to leave something as a resource. Like what in my head is the legacy that I want to leave for people? And how do I want to add value to someone's life or potentially help someone in a different way that I would like. Because here's the reality too. I go to a lot of these medical blogs and they're all branded the same way. And it's so annoying. I'm just like, it's just not me. I want to have more. When I go to something, I want to have fun with them. I see, I want to see the true essence of who that person is. And a lot of the blogs, to be honest, are you know, they're sponsored by companies and they're very professional healthcare, but I'm like, I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be special. I want to be different. And that was truly in my head. I'm like, I wanted something that's approachable, that's like me, that I could focus on. And I just had to put those blinders on. (laughs) I think that just speaks to doing the damn thing. And honestly, accept that if you're just starting out, what you took it from like you had under a thousand followers when you started this Uh to now where you are. I started my account from scratch. Like you converted your old personal account over. I didn't want to do that because I had so much like whatever. I started my account from scratch and grew it from zero followers to where it is now. And we both got like a little like there was some shit talked to be honest. Absolutely. There was some shit talked. But it is about. Probably still is. I mean absolutely there still is. I mean you're not going to please everyone. Yeah. But you have to like your why. And I think Tori really nailed it on the why is why am I doing this? You want to put out good content. So put the blinders on, do the damn thing and believe in yourself and know that if people are talking crap, you're doing something right. Absolutely. And this is kind of a good statement that I like to put out there too. And this is sort of how I like to kind of gear it is if not me, who? Yes. And if not now, when? Yes. Do it. Don't let that stop you. Yes. Because it's, I think we've talked a lot about imposter syndrome and stuff too. Yeah. Like, why Why not you? Yeah. Why not me? Mm-hmm. And don't let anyone's opinions stop you from literally doing the damn thing. Yeah. And I think there's also some really interesting concepts here being, so you have the idea of like a personal brand and then your business brand, right? So there's definitely some nuances here and kind of getting, you know, into the idea of what it is you want to create and how you want to create it. And I, as a statement, I would like to say this too, that content creation not ju- is not just for content creators. It's also for us in the medical world. And I think that's a big thing. And un- kind of understanding the base level of branding, I will say this, which I think is really interesting. I have had over the course of, you know, since 2017, um, I've worked with so many different brands. And what's interesting is the ones that I always want to work with the most have the best 
sort of branding in their aesthetic on their page. And I think that actually, and that's come, that comes down to also medical providers understanding who your brand is, who are you speaking to, what are you presenting, what are you bringing to the world, how do you want people to see it? And I really like the idea of putting out content and creating things with myself in mind in the sense of, is this something that I would want to engage with? Is this something that I would like to put out there? Is this something that I stand behind 1000%? And that's kind of the base level of branding is like, what do I like and what do I want to put out there and how, and then kind of gauging where you're at with, are people understanding it? Are they seeing it? Are they getting it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good, when you said personal versus business, I think we can both kind of attest to that between selfie show branding and our own personal Samantha yeah. Tory branding mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. not everything that you post on Nurse Tory is necessarily on brand for the selfie show. Absolutely. And a lot of stuff I don't post on my personal page yeah. is on brand for the selfie show. But everything that is catered to the selfie show is very specific to who we feel and understand our audience is and wants to see. Yeah. We Yes. We know you guys. We know who you are. We love our audience and our community. And I think honestly, that is one of the biggest things as far as branding and social media and really getting into this space is the focus on community. Mm -hmm. It has never been about me or Sam. Mm -hmm. It's about our community. It's about who's here with us, you guys trying to bring you the best. Um, And I think in our own little areas of the world, also in our social media, we know who our audiences are. We love them. And that's who we're really trying to cater to. And I think that's a big piece of it. And those tend to be the most in my head, the most successful when you when you're getting into the space, really focusing on that community and what you're mm-hmm. bringing to them, the value, like your legacy. Like I really love that idea of really focusing and harnessing on that. The other thing that I really like to sort of focus on is the doing the platforms that you love. Yeah. So I think that's a big piece of it because, you know, there's a lot of um, you're going to hear things all over the Internet. If you start doing research on social media and how to do it and branding and all these things, you know, you're going to get recommendations up the wazoo. You're going to hear opinions up the wazoo. Truly what it comes down to and what I think is important is really doing the platforms that you love and then learning where where also is your audience is your audience on Instagram or is your audience on Facebook? Is your audience on TikTok? Is your audience looking up blogs on Pinterest? Is your audience over in LinkedIn? You know, maybe you want to become a keynote speaker. So maybe you're trying to target all the professionals there. Or maybe you're trying to start a blog about X, Y, and Z pick you life. Or you're trying to start a course. Maybe you're, you know, so it's starting to understand the platforms and where the audience is going and how you can provide them content there and started kind of getting the core and building from that as an extension. And I think a big piece of that too, I've gone about this a lot of ways and I think there's there's no really good 100% formula, period. Like everyone has a different one. Some people blow up on TikTok. Some people have blown up on Instagram. I really like the idea of growing with my audience and diversifying in platforms afterwards. A big piece of that also is kind of taking the time to do a little bit of the market research, understanding, you know, where people are. I've done things where I put things out there. I've spent so much time on 
a specific blog and it did not hit, you know, and I spent all this time and doing all these things. But guess what? I learned something from it. You know, I spent the time. I did it. So and just kind of learning like what people want to see, what they don't, how they want to learn. I mean, personally, I'm someone that I'm very visual, right? I like visual. And then I'm also very much someone who likes audio. So that's why we started this podcast. I mean, for me, I'm, I love being able to put the phone down and let someone take the reins for an hour and let them do the talking so I can kind of turn my brain off and listen to them and have and enjoy it. But on the same breath, we also kind of recognize you are visual and some people Mm -hmm. are, which is now why we're trying to start to add in the video clips because we're like, why are we casting the widest net that we could be casting? Right. So podcasting, yes, audio. And for all the reasons you said, But are we missing out on people that do want to see our faces and do want those clips? And yeah, we were. Absolutely. So that is something now that we've even tried to incorporate. If you've kind of noticed that we've started to record and post little clips and those have actually been very well received. Absolutely. But that took us to sit down and acknowledge we're doing well. Our downloads are going great. We're like really excited with our progress. Could we be better? Absolutely. Yes. Where can we be better? Yeah. And I think this is kind of the idea too of learning and unlearning. <laughs> when I first. Huge. <laughs> can we get that on a shirt? Learning <laughs> and unlearning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I first started this, I really wanted to hone in on the idea of doing one thing and doing it very, very well. And I think since then, okay, I, you know, we started that and we have been building, 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 but I kind of had to open the idea of we, I, we need to take the time to get into that kind of platform. So here we are, we're learning it, we're doing it. It is taking extra time. And I think that's another thing too, on the back end, um, you know, when you're brand building, when you're starting these things, whether you want to start a course or whether you are trying to open a business, you're trying to figure out the LLC, you're trying to, you know, start a partnership, you're trying to start a podcast, whatever it may be, taking the time on the back end to really learn it. Um, and we've had to, you you name it, we've had to understand subscriptions, we've had to learn new apps, you know, new editing, we've had, we've had to shift and reshift, and we've tried things and then untried them. And, you know, the amount of work that goes into that, but it's worth it, because we love it. And we're so passionate about getting that information and making optimal resources for all of you. It's a constant puzzle. That we are trying to put the pieces together mm-hmm. and then we're putting one in and we're like, this doesn't fit. We got to try a different puzzle piece and it is a forever like work in progress yep. and you have to just keep figuring out what fits. Yep. Yeah. And I think a big piece of that too for Sam and I, you know, has been also growing with the brand, right? So I started when we started this, the brand started one way and then I... I knew initially I really wanted to shift the brand because I knew what I wanted to do with it. And this goes beyond colors and fonts. You know, branding is who you are, right? It's it's what you're putting out to the world. And so, you know, we've learned together what our brand is. And I think once you kind of start learning, like, what is it that your course that you're going to make is going to say about you? What is it that your Instagram, um, your lifestyle Instagram is going to say? What is it that your LinkedIn professional life is going to say? What is it that, you know, as a dentist, you want to present to your patients? What is it, you know, so this is going into all walks of, I would say, medical industry, period. And, you know, look around too at, a lot of these big healthcare industries you're looking at, you know, the I'm um, just thinking like Kaiser and UCLA and all these big, you know, all these big industry hospitals 
are really getting in on the branding. We're seeing it. We're seeing it more, right? They're getting into the apps. They're getting into this. They know where their market is. They're starting to shift that way. And I think that goes for individuals as well. And as you start growing, it's really important to kind of start thinking about those things. As far as like the nitty gritty, because I know I've gotten a couple questions about this, about uh, the sort of things that we use on the back end or the actual tangible tips that you can use. So for blogging, I use Wix. Um, Wix is the platform that we use. I will say it's a love hate. Um, (laughs) I have grown a lot with it. Uh, It's definitely one I do highly recommend it. At this point, the blog has gotten so big, I think it would be so unless I went super custom. I don't think I would go to any other platform. It's It has been great as far as plugins and adding things. Um, I converted a couple of the blogs that were very popular and have picked up a lot of traction into exclusive material just because I was at a point where I was like, okay, I, I think I'm at a point where I can start monetizing on this and continue to add value to the blogs. And a lot of that takes time. I mean, I have spent, you know, upwards of hundreds of hours developing on this platform. And so I was at the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to start monetizing on this. And that felt good. But I would say if you're going to start considering blogging to really do the backend research on the website host that you want to go with. I know a lot of people do recommend Squarespace, but I think Squarespace has a limited amount of growth potential. So I think as far as, you know, if you're just looking for something, for example, for a landing page for, let's say just you're becoming a nurse practitioner and you want to get into aesthetics and you just want to have a landing page, great. If you're someone who's looking into blogging and you're looking into growth and expansion, then you might want to look into something else. I use Wix. That's what I use. But doing, you know, a little bit of research on the back end of that. As far as email lists, we have used different ones. Um, The one that we're currently using is Flowdesk. That was actually something that was recommended by another blogger and we started using. I love it. It's very plug and play. It can be a little frustrating to use. Anyone who's used it kind of knows this. Once you kind of get the hang of it, it's great. But honestly, there are some limiting factors to it when you're trying to get creative with the designs and how it's laid out. It's a little hard to undo things. So, but we do like it. We were using uh, constant contact. I think that would have been good if we were just pure doing business but we wanted something that was a little more artsy a little more clean a little more fun a little more a little more us so that's what we're using now and then as far as graphics Sam and I have talked a lot about this I personally feel at least for us in the platforms we're using graphics and working with a graphic designer was key we're picky yes we don't want to ever put our name behind something that we're not proud to put our name behind and we're really big on as part of branding making things feel very custom and scream selfie right if you look at it we want you to go that selfie vibes that selfie energy 100 and so we do have someone we work with uh weekly we love her it's worth the investment for us but if you don't definitely highly recommend canva canva is a great app i actually use that for a lot of my other things for the website for the blogging um canva has a lot of plug and play things it's just it to me if you're getting into this space it's a it's well worth the investment you can use canva to create covers for things you can use canva to even make your stories look more custom and everything like that right Uh, post stories covers yeah a lot of content there it's also worth the paid canva subscription even to get like access to extra design features but a lot of it is plug and play but i've 
heavily used Canva yes. for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, another app that I really like right now is actually Darkroom. So there's Lightroom, which I know a lot of people use for editing. I actually really prefer Darkroom because you can really play with the hues on the back end of your pictures. As far as editing, Facetune, you know, like there's a lot of apps you can go into Facetune, Darkroom. But Darkroom I really like because... I, I'm not a big fan of the presets anymore. We've talked about this, but it, it, you know, obviously picture editing, I'm really specific about graphics and feeds and how things look. I like an aesthetic to a point. I mean, obviously you can play around with it now and we're becoming away from so much curation, but that's also a really, really great one. Which video editing oh my God, are, you are you a fan of? Okay, so Splice. You're using that to edit our weekly yes. video clips of our shows, right? Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. So previously I had tried to do some video editing in you know a couple years ago and honestly I I got so frustrated with the video editing because it was taking so long to do things so I never tapped into it and honestly before we started doing our current video things I was so hesitant to do it because I knew how much time and investment I would get into video editing. Splice Honestly, best thing I've ever I could I can't recommend an app more. We probably I'm they are wonderful. It's so easy to clip things, to add things in there, transitions, um, as far as enhancing the video. There's just so many things you could do. You can add music over it. Splice is wonderful for video editing. And then for captioning, we just started using a captioning app called Mixed captions it's just fabulous it's a little tough I will say this and Sam knows this as well captioning is one of the toughest things to do when you're adding it to your videos I will say that if that's something you're trying to invest it it does require some investment in your time especially if you have grammar OCD like I do mm-hmm. like Tori will make these beautiful things and then I'm like nitpicking yes the spelling and grammar because it's not going to be perfect you no. do have to go back and correct some of it it auto captures a lot but mm-hmm. it does require some manual overriding absolutely as far as the clips so so for the videos we use splice and then the mixed captions for the clips um, that we use with the graphic of our guests we use wave it's w-a-v-v it's an online uh, it's not an app it's an online service that we use so that essentially what we do is we put in the graphic and then we add in the clip and then we do the captioning through there I don't know why, and no one's talking about this, why captioning is so annoying. It's just, it's such a hard thing to convert. I don't know why, but it just is one of those things that's really frustrating and takes a lot of time, but it's worth it. I think it's worth it. And if you guys, I mean, we love hearing from you guys. We've gotten a lot of feedback from those videos. It seems to be a big hit. So that seems to be worth it. So as far as that goes too, when we're creating these videos and doing all these things, a big piece of it, which I've learned from Gary V. Gary V is a big guy in this topic is repurposing your content. So not only posting it to one platform, but also remembering there's tons of other platforms to add it to. So another one we've been using a lot lately is honestly Pinterest. We've been posting a lot over there. We've been repurposing it to LinkedIn. We've been adding it to also Facebook, you know, so just sort of repurposing a lot of the content because we spend a lot of time making this content. So we really want to make it as accessible to everyone. And you never know who you might who might see it and kind of doubling up on if you're making a reel post it on tiktok yeah if you're making a tiktok post it as a reel totally. double dip baby yes absolutely yeah you know you never know when you're crossing platforms you know that's a kind of a big thing too is understanding and the self-awareness here we are we're getting self-aware not every platform is as convertible 
right? Mm -hmm. So some things that hit on Instagram don't always hit on TikTok. Some things that hit and you get great views on Pinterest may not get those views on Facebook. You just never know. So it's self-awareness. Some things are going to hit, some things are not, but you, you don't know unless you try. And cast that wide net, baby. Yep. The wider net, the better. Um, something else that I think was important for Sam, and I will say this when I started blogging, was to organize everything in your emails. Email, email, email. So uh, we have separate emails for all of our things. So we have one for selfie. I have one for the tips from Tori blog and sort of getting in, uh, organized that way. We like to use what's the, um, it's the automatic plugin on your Apple computer with through mail. I like that you can categorize on the left-hand side, it'll categorize each different mail because at this point, we're working with five different emails. Oh my God. I, between my other work emails too, I have like six or yes. seven different email addresses mm-hmm. I'm checking daily. Yeah. And I will say emails is, it's tough, but it's so necessary for us at this point. And you'll see as you kind of grow in that digital space, that's a big one. So getting organized with your emails and trying to keep those all together. We, again, I like to use that. And then before we get into monetizing, because I think this is probably one of the most important <laughs> like t- subjects that everyone wants to talk about, and we kind of, this is a good one we got to dive into, is just kind of understanding also the how the platforms work as far as feedback from engagement. I think this has been a big thing for Sam and I, at least in the podcasting space, because not every platform gives you back what you're giving. What I'm getting at is with podcasting, what's really interesting is we see the downloads and we know they're happening, but it's really tough to get the immediate feedback sometimes, which is why it was so important for us to do the exclusive um, selfie podcast Instagram. We love our feedback because that's honestly where we get so much of our feedback from. Yeah, and it's a good place to really gather the true fans of the show and the listeners. Yes. And it's sort of the same thing even in blogging world. So I have the blog and it's funny because the feedback that I get from people is honestly through Instagram, through the DMs of people saying, oh my gosh, you changed, you know, you were able to help me land my job, da, 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 all these things. So it's interesting because you don't always get that immediate feedback, but kind of finding the ways that of where your audience is engaging on, okay, how can I, market this and brand this so I can get feedback if that's what you're looking for. Or, you know, just kind of learning how one platform gives you this, one platform gives you that. I think personally, I am just such a huge fan of the podcast space purely from the fact that I think that this is such an amazing investment with your community. I think this is like the most connected I honestly feel with. I feel like I'm talking directly to you guys. Sam and I love this platform. This is like our heart and soul goes into this, but it is so cool to be able to actually hear from you guys on Instagram. And I think that's hard because we don't get that immediately in our space. Well, and that's why we've tried to really develop the selfie squad because it's not Sam and Tori hosts of the show and then our listeners. It's like, nope, we're all in this squad together. Mm -hmm. We're all on the same page. That's why we even have like the Trova trip to Bali because it's we want to connect with our listeners in like a meaningful way on like a face-to-face even level not just hey listen to us and we're here and you're there like no we want to really be together yeah that's a huge selfie squad we're really excited about that trip okay so let's get into monetizing but before we do that can I just say one I am finally about to get off this day shift night shift flip-flop but the only way I have survived that is through those beam sleep capsules that you gave me. All right, girl, aren't they so good? Okay, 
I my sleep schedule, like everyone knows it's messed up because I am doing day shift. I'm doing night shift. I don't know when to sleep. My body doesn't know what's going on. And I actually have a worse time, not from night shift, but from doing day shift and having when I start at 6 a.m., I cannot fall asleep. Yeah, I know. And I've historically struggled with falling asleep anyways, which is why I was always did fairly well on night shift. But the only way is before I started that, Tori gave me these beams. So you drink the liquid powder. Yes, the beam dream powder. The beam dream. Yep. I take the beam dream capsules Capsule. because mm-hmm. I'm just not a very drinky type of person. Totally. And I like the convenience of just swallowing I like the that they have both options. Yes. And I think that's great because I do believe that the powder that you drink works, works a little fast. faster. Totally. I'm cool with that. I love that there's a capsule option. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that has been a game changer. So we're really excited about this, you guys. So we're talking Beam. They create the highest quality functional supplements for better balance, energy, recovery, and sleep. They have been featured in Forbes, Maxim, Real Simple, and supported by athletes, CrossFitters, golfers, Olympic athletes, and the like. So I introduced this to Sam a couple months ago. And my favorite thing is their Beam Dream Powder. It is amazing. So it's basically this powder. It's a bedtime blend of sleep-enhancing vitamins, minerals, nano-CBD, and you mix it in either warm milk, like even coconut milk or water. And it tastes like this most amazing warm hot chocolate that you drink about 30 minutes before you go to sleep. I swear by 20 minutes in, I am ready to hit the pillow. I am ready to go to sleep. It is so fabulous. It tastes wonderful. We are so excited to be partnering with them. And guess what? Of course, we have a code for you guys. If you head over to beamtlc.com and use code SELFIE, C-E-L-L-F-I-E 15, you're going to get 15% off of your order. That's beamtlc.com. Use code SELFIE, C-E-L-L-F-I-E 15. You're going to get 15% off your order. As someone who does shift work, you got to get your sleep in check. And on top of that, if you're trying to get into shift work or trying to change up your job, your resume better be on point. We've talked about it before, but we can't say it enough. Having your resume aesthetic be on point is pivotal into landing that interview. Absolutely. You need to stand out in your job search. So many nursing professionals know this. We understand it, but it's so hard to find those resources that are actually helpful. So if you guys head over to click the link in our bio, we have an awesome deal for you. 20% off of these online courses, templates, and resources for nurses and nurse practitioners. Fill in the blank solutions for your resume and cover letter, you guys. It's so easy to stand out and land that dream job. Make sure you guys check out the link in the bio that is the most amazing resource for you 20% off you guys go get it now so money 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 mm-hmm. how are we monetizing social media blogging <sighs> podcasting all that this is like such a huge thing and I think honestly something we do not talk about nearly enough there is so many things on the back end right it's The interesting part of this is I think this is where the mommy bloggers did us dirty, right? (laughs) This is where, okay, everyone knows that this is where it all started was the the infamous mommy bloggers out of Utah. And they started this amazing, I think, the wave of how the influencer really started. And the dirty secret about this is it takes so much time on the back end as contracts, back and forth, negotiation. And this is not something that we talk enough about in healthcare is the art of negotiation, right? Mm -hmm. Like we know that's not our forte. That's not what we do. We're not good at it. But it's definitely something I would say when you're coming into the social media space, 
and you're going to be talking, okay, I want to talk whatever it is, partnerships, collaborations, campaigns, one-off deals, whatever you're doing, it all comes down to negotiation or the art of negotiation. And valuing yourself. Yes. Because people are going to pay you the least amount that they can. Mm -hmm. Because why would they pay you more than they have to? Yes. They're not gonna. Yeah. And if you're in the social media space, just expect them to come for you. I'm talking companies. I'm talking nonprofits. I'm talking everybody. Every If you have a presence in the social media space, they're going to come for you. And I think the biggest thing that I would say I have learned, because I have done things and Sam knows this, I have, I have signed bad deals. I have... So I'm, I have done so many things. I've worked with companies that I ended up really regretting. I've had a lot of situations, but I mean, you don't know unless you learn and you do it and you grow and you understand. And then you start being like, oh, okay, I didn't like that. Now I got to try this instead. It's a lot of sort of, there's no one formula is what I'm getting at. One thing I would caution people on too is don't say yes to every deal that comes your way and be choosy. If it's not something you would spend your own money on, why would you recommend it to people that follow you? Be authentic with the brands and companies that you choose to support and put your name behind because they reflect you and what you're putting out. And you don't want to become one of those people that just looks like all you're trying to do is shove products down people's throats. If I We am, all know those accounts. Yes. And if I use anything, it's something I personally spent my own money on and have been a fan of. And I'm like, I would love to work with that brand. And I will either seek out that partnership or they seek me out because they see that I'm using their stuff and tagging them in it. And they're like, oh, that would be a good person to partner with. Yeah. So just don't become that yes, yes, yes person. And it, honestly, it is a little exciting and overwhelming, especially if you're just starting out and you start getting hit up by these companies and you're like, wow, I'm getting noticed. People are offering me free stuff. And you kind of just start to be like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Take the time, filter through what matters. And then my other cautionary advice is don't sell yourself out just for some free products. you got to start somewhere, though. So humble your ass. So you're not just some big Kardashian that's going to get paid all this money to post something. Chill, bro. Just chill. But at the same time, there are some million, multi-million dollar companies that want to throw you a little bone and be like, oh, here, I'm going to give you this free thing that is an insignificant tax write-off to them, but they want you to post and do a story and do all this, and you're selling yourself out for some free product. Yeah. Find that balance. It is a huge balance. And I think there's a, there's a couple concepts there that I want to touch on with you, too, is the first one being... And I want to reiterate that that you said was picking the thing that is the right fit for you and your audience. It really comes down to when you're reading that email or the DM, is this something that is actually something that I would use or I want to try or I already have used or have tried that would be that fits me and my audience. The second thing is what is worth your time? Because there are some I will tell you this, too. I've had some companies reach out and I'm talking big companies with these amazing campaigns, but their ask on the campaign versus how much they wanted yes. to compensate was so much. I just had to say no. I'm like, I it's not worth my mm -hmm. time. For me and Sam here, we're producing the show. We both work bedside. We do all of these things. We have our lives. Like, what is worth your time? And it, 
even though you may be in the moment like super excited, if it's worth your time, then go for it, do it. But if it's not, then really consider that because I think that's something, it's really hard to turn things no. And I have done things and Sam and I have talked about this to the point of burnout. I have said yes to far too many things. I have, I have extended myself beyond and, and, and that reflects in your content. Yeah. It really does. It reflects. And so it's kind of comes down to that balance of like, what's worth your time? Am I going to sign this contract? Am I going to say, yes, I'm going to have these deliverables by this date? Da, 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 da. Fulfill your contract. Time is money. And when you're giving your time and if certain things aren't compensated or paid, you're you're losing. Yeah. <laughs> time is money. I think a really interesting too is I personally now I really and Sam and I are kind of on the same level on this now is we like growing with our companies. Yes. I love true partnerships. It's authentic though. It is. And I feel that I want if anyone is getting something because it's something we even advertised here on the podcast or personally on our own Instagrams. It's authentic because they trust us that we're not just trying to make a buck off of you absolutely trust me the money that we make from this shit is honestly not 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 as much it's not life-changing we're still working as nurses and everything so that is why we're so authentic about it though we're not we don't ever want people to feel like we're just trying to sell them on some bs to make a quick buck right and you don't want to become that person either right people value authenticity So uh, the dynamic of a partnership when you're talking about it, just to give you guys kind of a a real quick rundown, is it does include a contract. And so Sam and I both, uh, at this point, I have Jacob running the contracts or reading the contracts. And so this is my quick cautionary to every single person here. When you're working or when you're starting to read through contracts, it's just really important to know what you are signing. You, you really have to read through that. How long do they own your content? Um, when are the deliverables? Are you able to do that? Do you think it's fair for your time? Like, you know, you really got to look through those contracts and make sure you know what you're signing. I have signed bad contracts. Read the fine print. Mm-hmm. What did you not catch in there that yep. was like that little hook that Absolutely. made it more worthwhile for them than it was for you? I'm not going to call out the company, but I will tell you I signed a contract, which I did not know, that signed off all material that I sent to the company that they could use forever. And I have gotten so many messages from people who live specifically in New York City who say, I am on a billboard in New York featuring this company with no credit to my name. I never got paid for the content, anything. And they they have exclusive rights to use our content for the rest of our lives. There's nothing you can do about it. And nothing I can do about it. it. I signed the contract. And even, I mean, even if you hired a lawyer and tried to fight it, you're nope. probably not going to win. I'm not going to win. It's so not worth the waste time. Of money. I'm not going to pay a, a lawyer $375 an hour to, to lose. do that, to lose that. Because you signed it. Yes. Bad deal. Yes. Bad deal. I signed it. I did not know what I was signing. So, you know, when you're looking at that, you really want to look into the terms as lo- uh, how long they own the IP. You want to just kind of have an idea of that. You want to know when the deliverables were, when they're going to pay you. The Another thing too on the back end is understanding that most companies now, the way they run their contracts, will do a 90-day payout. So you're not going to get paid immediately. And I think that's another thing people don't realize. You're going to put in all this time and energy, but you're probably not going to get paid right away. And a lot of people are shocked by that. But that's just not the case. That's not how it, that's not how it works, especially with the bigger companies when you're talking like Walgreens, Rite Aid, when you're talking all the big you know, Coca-Colas, the Walgreens, that's how they run their campaigns. This is like all-encompassing. But So you have the partnerships, which... Sam and I have talked about, which include, you know, the long-term 
working contracts. Typically, when I ask for those, you want to put a term on those just so you can have a room to negotiate a little bit later. This is where you guys, I do highly recommend you at least retain a lawyer. If you're going to be signing a contract, I think it's very wise to at least one time retain your lawyer just so you can have someone that can review something if you have questions for it. Well, guess what? They had a lawyer draft up that contract and then expect you to sign it without having Mm -hmm. your lawyer review it. Yeah. That's how bad deals are made. Yes. So and that's that's specifically to partnerships. When you're talking campaigns and like one-off deals, I still do think it is a good idea to have, if you're not familiar with how to read them, invest invest some time either with a lawyer or with someone who's good at reading this campaign so you can kind of understand it. One-off deals are sort of the ones that I, Sam and I take far less right now because a one-time post for a one this t- set amount. Yeah, it just kind of gets annoying. And, you know, people people read through it. The audience is smart. You guys are smart. I, I, and I think this is where we really underestimate how smart audience is. Audience is so smart. You guys can smell through something if it's not authentic to you. And so I think it's definitely something, as far as the one-off deals, and that's how a lot of companies operate. They say, okay, we're going to send you this product. You try it out. See what you think. And can you post for us? I am just not, unless it's someone that I would consider in my head, like, is this someone that I would want to work with long-term? I tend to shy away from those as much now because I just think it becomes annoying. It becomes very like, okay, another thing, another thing. It's, I like the quality over quantity. And I think Sam's kind of the same way in how she operates over on her end as well. But unless Excedrin wants to hit me up because I'm waiting for my Excedrin partnership. I Come at me, bro. I am literally all up in Excedrin shit and I'm waiting for my Excedrin deal or my Crocs deal to come through. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, come on now. Crocs. No. Absolutely not. Yes. No. What if Crocs wanted to sponsor oh a God. podcast what episode? What would we do? I don't think, I don't know if I could do that. I okay. Don't know. What if it was like a lot of money I don't know. and they were like going to sponsor it like enough where we could upgrade our mics oh and just all this stuff that Sell you Sell my soul. Whatever. At that point, I'd be like, yep, do it. Let's but do it. But they want you to take a picture in Everyone know I'm a sellout though. That would be straight up like Tori's a sellout. Like, what's going on? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Man, I'm going to start gunning for Chris. Just kidding. <laughs> they have Justin Bieber. They don't want me. No, but I really love the idea, you know, of growing with companies. And I think a lot of companies are starting to go in that model of, of you know, being really choosy about who's coming on with their mm-hmm. teams. We really like that idea. You know, we work with Beam. I've worked with Beam for a long time because I love them. Barco uniforms, obviously, that's the only uniform I've ever used. Capella University, I love, you know, with my education. You know, there are certain companies that you have long-term relationships with and I really love working with. You know, you just kind of pick and choose. And here's the thing. If you don't do it, you're not going to learn. You're going to learn. I've made my my mistakes. Sam's made hers. We've we've both had moments where we're like, you know. Cringe. Cringe. <laughs> cringe, cringe, cringe. We've all had our cringy moments. Um, But I think it's just, you know, you just get into it. You start learning. You start becoming self-aware about it. Do the research. Everything's Googleable. That's for sure. You know, and at the end of the day, I... You know, it's interesting, and I think why a lot of people kind of hit or harness on the idea of, like, why would you do an ad with X, Y, and Z? Well, no one really gets mad at magazines for hosting ads. So right? what's the it's difference? Expected. It's You know, at this point, this is how it's going. Your TV shows that you watch, it's expected to have commercials. Your Absolutely. favorite YouTube video you want to watch, you usually have to watch a 15-second ad Absolutely. before you watch something on YouTube. So why not, you know, and I think if all the athletes can have those ads, if all the artists and the, con- you know, I-, I just think if the extent of ads, like why shouldn't we 
have the opportunity to do it. If we want to back something and say, we really love this and we recommend it, then we should have that opportunity to do that, especially as medical providers. Rambo and Moses' dog food ain't cheap. <laughs> so go. I got to pay the bills somehow. Absolutely. Yo. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, it has, I have felt very fortunate because I will say this too. As far as Sam and I, you know, starting to kind of monetize on this and we're starting to make it a business and and whatnot, all of the money, to be honest, every single dime we make goes directly back into the business. It's truly a business. It's not just you. And, and on the back end, there's a lot of things that happen on the back end as far as the amount of time. Well, there's also a lot of subscriptions uh, yeah, to maintain our too. website, to <laughs> yeah. maintain our email, yeah. email address, Absolutely. to maintain the podcast host. Yeah. Like we actually have a lot of subscriptions we manage monthly yeah. to pay for all of these costs. But more so it's thinking about it. We're long gaming it. Yes. This is a long, long term vision and long term business plan. And we're treating it as such. So we know reinvesting now is going to have the turnout and the payoff later. Right. And I think that goes for all of you guys, too, as far as when you start creating your things and when you start whatever it is, it can be as small as an Instagram or as big as a business. You know, it just really comes down to having that that long term goal and in my humble opinion, as far as some social media tips is I love the idea of just put those blinders on, just put them on do your thing, do your research, start doing your, you know, market research, right? That's like the biggest thing is understanding what's out there, what hasn't been done or what has been done and how can you make it better? I love that model too, because look, there's a lot of gaps here and especially in healthcare, there's so many things that we could be doing or should be doing, whether it's like women's health and, you know, advocating for postpartum care or whether it's, you know, supply some extra support system for X, Y, and Z. You know, I mean, there's a lot of lactation resources. I mean, I, my, my head is going to so many things that are going on in the, in the media space or social media space in support of people and having resources, health resources, good ones, like good quality of people that are putting out these great programs. And, re- you know, we've talked about it here, the Resume RX. Love her. Megan. Yeah. Her branding, fabulous. Mommy Labor Nurse. She started some courses for in supportive moms who are going into labor and giving, you know, a crash course on whatever it is, C-sections or labor, what to expect. I mean, there's so many amazing, great things out there that are happening. Can I just keep it super real also for a second? Go. A great perk of this whole world is free shit. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. going to lie. That's a perk I love. And that yeah. alone, if you get into this and you get some free shit out of it. Yeah. Cheers. Okay, that's great. And that's actually another point that I wanted to bring up too. Is there have been times where I've had companies, send, big companies, send me things that I did not like. That I said, I'm sorry, I can't post on this. I've also had companies, and this actually happens quite frequently, where it's a smaller company and they send me something that I absolutely love and I'll take the hit on it as far as time and content creation and just say like, I'll just post for you for free because I really love this. So, you know, it comes down to, I love supporting the small guy. I love supporting the small business because I think that's great. We work with Up at Dawn. We I was just going to say, yep. Up at Dawn Compression, I love her socks mm-hmm. so much she does not pay us to post at nope. all but we love her product and we share it with you guys on a regular basis yep. because it's quality absolutely and that's worth it to us yeah or you know I've had some companies send me th- some things that I'm you know and I absolutely love them tech life speakers um, I happen to know one of the founders and I love their product so I talk about it all the time because we use those speakers on the daily we did we just did a giveaway with them but I didn't get paid on that 
but i woo lube woo lube oh my god you guys i think i actually have a code coming for you get really excited oh my god, oh my god. the day is here yeah when we get a woo lube we, code you, you know that the yes. selfie podcast has made it well you guys know i love me some woo lube so we're gonna bring it here to you but like that's my point too is i've reached out to them so many times as a company i would love to work with and i have been rejected and by the way this is another one you're gonna get rejected yes do not let rejection make you give up absolutely we've been rejected from we've honestly we've reached out to some companies so where we're like hey we'd love to work with you and they're like no thank you not at this time yep i don't even think they even probably read it past anything mm-hmm. and then we just keep chugging along yeah chugging along and it's like we will be that shark tank deal that they gave up on and then they see down the road and they're like damn I had the opportunity to invest in them and I didn't I fucked up be so confident in yourself fearless in yourself can I tell you a story that just happened actually this happened last week so I had a follower reach out to me DM and she asked if I wanted she she was super sweet asked if I wanted to try some product uh she didn't say what the products were in the DM so I went to her her you know her link in her bio I checked it out it was something that I already knew I kind of didn't want to try so I just said kindly, like, thank you. I don't want to try it. And she, I went back to the to the message a couple minutes ago or a couple minutes later, and she had deleted the link in the bio. And then I was like, what the heck? Like, why would you do that? So I asked her, I said, hey, girl, like, I was like, you, I was like, just because I didn't want to try it doesn't mean you should delete the link in the bio. Like, leave it there. Like, I am here for the hustle, right? And I am here for supporting people. But you're not gonna ha- you're not gonna hit everyone. Not everyone is gonna try your product. Not everyone is gonna work with you. Not everybody. You're not gonna get a yes to everything. Get used to rejection and be okay with it. Be okay with people telling you no. I think that's really important. Like, put that armor on and just go for it. And it's funny because we actually started having a conversation. We kind of and then she's actually sending me some products so we're gonna try it out we're gonna see but I thought it was and she did a good job she did a good pitch to me so I was like all right I appreciate the hustle let's try it out I don't think it's it may not be for me but hey on the off chance that it is like let's try it out but it's interesting because that the overall point being if you hit rejection or someone says no just keep going don't worry about it let it roll off. Amen roll it off we've faced it and it hasn't stopped us if anything it's made us hungrier to get after it yeah Tori okay. will get that lube <laughs> you know this that also kind of goes with you know a big part of self-awareness right so you know just be very self-aware when you're doing this sometimes you know if you come off a certain way when you're approaching a company or companies coming to you or when you're answering dms you know building your community just having that self-awareness I think that's just a huge piece of it um and I just don't believe I don't think effort is never wasted time you know, if you're in this space and you're just trying to figure it out, it's not wasted time. If you're putting true intention into it, you know, you're going to deal with haters. You're going to deal with some bad shit, negativity. Just don't. I, I'm a big fan of block. Block it. Yeah. You've taught me how to block. Mm-hmm. I, I just used to it. get all like, eh, mm-hmm. want to fight the world. Now yeah, I'm just no. like blockity block, block, block. It's not worth your time. And that's kind of another thing is like learning what's worth your time and your energy. If I get a negative comment on there and now I'm like, um, that person's getting blocked by, I just don't need it in my space. It's my home. Like you're Protect in my home. Your energy. Mm-hmm. Protect your energy. Would you allow someone come in, come into your house and speak to you like that? If no, then they need, then bye. You don't need them. And on the same breath, it's not just a linear, straight line to success. There's not going to be constant upward growth. It's going to be up and down, up and down. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. And you kind of just need to take the good with the bad. 
Don't always expect that it's going to come easy or that it's going to happen quick and be okay with that. Yeah. I think another big piece and maybe extension of that for Sam is that kind of comes down to don't expect people to come to you and meaning you are putting in as much effort as your community, right? So I think that's a big piece of that is you contributing back, right? So engaging with people, mm-hmm. you know, really taking the time to understand who your people are. What's your, what is your purpose? Why are you here? Like who, why would anyone want to come to you? I think the, the other thing being with that is expect for people to never see your things. And what am I getting at? So just because you posted it once means nothing. Mm -hmm. Zero. Like the amount of times I have been asked, do you have to work in med surge to become a NICU nurse? Do you know how many, if if I had a thousand dollars for every time someone asked me that, I would be a, a multimillionaire. But, and I have had so many posts on that particular topic, but guess what? I have to repeat myself over and over and over. Just get used to that. Get used to the idea of you're going to be repeating yourself over and over. You can repurpose content to re-answer the question again, get creative with it. Don't expect that people are just going to see it and know it. If you post something once, okay, let's put it on a different platform. Try it again. You're going to have to post on that topic again later down the road. I mean, like there's so many times you get, you just get creative with your content and also just I don't really like the idea of expecting people to come to you. I think it's you putting in as much with your community as well. Yeah. And what's the worst that could happen? Someone says no. We approach people to be guests and we've been ignored. Mm -hmm. But we've also had people pitch themselves to be guests and we've had to politely decline because it wasn't the right fit for the show. Mm -hmm. So you're not, no one's just going to hand you things in life. You have to put yourself out there. You have to go for what you want. Even some of the sponsorships I have, I came to them and was like, hey, I love your product. I want to be one of your athletes. Most of the time, I would say the successful things that we have done are us pitching to people, I would say. Yeah. And they end up becoming great relationships, but you have to be comfortable putting yourself out there and not caring if the answer is no. Yeah. And, you know, you get back what you put in. Um, it's all about the effort and that's life. everything in life, yeah. man. You yeah. get what you give. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're just big advocates for do the damn thing. Be okay with, you know, failure, try and retry, you know, put in the time, Google it. That's my biggest advice too. If you don't know, just Google it. Um, and you know, be I ready think, to hustle. Yeah. And, uh, we just, we're just big supporters and in, in you guys, all the medical, you know, kind of coming up. We, we want you here. We think it's important that you have a good presence in this space. And um, and we, we appreciate it. connecting with you guys. So for you that are getting into this world, yeah. hit us up. We love getting to grow in this community with you all. Yeah, definitely. It's important. And I, I love it. I think it's social media and marketing and all these things are here to stay and kind of learning how to navigate it. There's no one good box, obviously. Like we are learning every day. There's something new every day, but we're so excited and we love you guys. And let us know some feedback. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Please download, subscribe, rate, and review. I mean, we talked so much about how to grow things. So if you can support us and help us grow, we are internally grateful for that. We read all the reviews and we love hearing from you. Yeah, and make sure you guys are following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all of the amazing things in our linked in our bio, our merch, our website, our our Trova trip, which is coming up. We're going to Bali. Bali, Bali, Bali. Bali, Bali. Bali. So excited about that. And we have our links to the Resume RX in there. Mm-hmm. We have all and our... And Beam. 
Yes, all our affiliate codes for Beam, everything where you can get all of our good discount codes. And we are still sending swag bags if you leave your Instagram handle and your review. So we're always looking for that. And what do we have exciting? Stay tuned. We have some new merch launching. Yes. Next week. One more week. One more week. One more week for the new summer merch line. Mm -hmm. We're so excited about that. Make sure you're following us on our Instas. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And we'll see you guys on Friday. Bonus Friday. Woo woo. Bye. Bye.